Welcome to this message from Port Life Church. Our goal is to bring life to the Port community and beyond. And our hope is that this message will inspire and encourage you today. It's good to be here this morning. Nice to see you all. Happy Mother's Day to all the mums and all the women that are here. We're celebrating you today. About six weeks ago, I had a call from Josh and um, I was working away and he said, would you mind doing me a favour? Um, he said, would you, would you be happy to speak on the 8th of May? And I had a quick look on my computer, saw the date, and I said, I'm actually flying to Sydney that morning because I've got a conference. And he said, oh, he said, I thought you might have been here being Mother's Day. And I said, it's Mother's Day? Hang on a minute, what? <laughs> and so in my computer, on my diary, I had not put down it was Mother's Day. And I said, oh, give me, give me a little bit and I'll call you back. So... Um, Thank you to Josh for helping me there because I would have been in a lot of trouble had I flown out early on Mother's Day Um, and I put a note for next year to make sure I know that it's Mother's Day on that date in preparation. So, uh, yeah, certainly helped me out with that one. But it is an interesting day, Mother's Day, and Pete alluded to it. You know, it's a great day of celebration for a lot of us but for others, when I was thinking about it, it can also be a day um, of sorrow for a mother maybe you never really knew. Um, or a mother that has since gone and and passed on and um, is not here to spend this precious day with you today. But the impact of a mother cannot be understated and um, I've been personally very, very blessed. Um, My mother has done a great deal for me and has greatly influenced me in my life. There's a picture of me and mum now. But today I want to celebrate all women regardless of whether you have children or not Uh, regardless, you can all be an influence to those people around you. My mother has had a huge impact, I can't deny it. The the support, the care, prayer time as a young person, that wasn't one of the lyrics of that song. There's a great song, by the way, Em, that glad I didn't come straight up after that because I'm an emotional person at the best of times. And also, my mother gave me correction when I needed it. Maybe maybe not often enough, who knows? Um, My wife will be the judge of that. But I've never seen her harbour any bitterness. You know, that's something to say. I'm 48 years of age and I've been around my mother that whole time. I've never seen that. And she has a good good attitude. She's going through a bit and so that tends to shine through. And she's laid an amazing godly foundation. So thank you, Mum. I appreciate it very much. But there have also been others that have played a part along the way. And these women, although not my mother have also contributed to who I am today, in part, by their influence of what's happened. My grandmother in particular, Muriel Dolphin, she was a God-fearing woman. She didn't say a great deal when I think about it. I was trying to reflect on it, but she was a constant. She'd be at this church every week, and it was one of the earliest memories I have of her being here and part of our church family. I only ever really knew her at this church... Um, I was saying to someone earlier, I I came to this church and it's moved a few times when I was three, so I'm coming up to 45 years of being part of this church family and part of who we are is coming to this church. But every week she would sit in her spot, I think it was on this side of the church, and and she would do a little roll call of who was here (laughs) and she'd list off who's been here and who's been not and uh, who was in attendance. And if you hadn't been here for a few weeks, I'm pretty sure... She would have gone up to one of the pastoral care pastors and go, uh, such and such hasn't been here for a few weeks. You might want to um, follow up on them to see if they're okay. But that's who she was, and that's the type of person, that consistent nature of just here every week, faithful, 
godly woman. The next person that has really influenced me quite a bit as well is my aunt. And her first husband was a pastor here at this church many years ago, Ronnie Dunn. And a few of you might know of her. Outside of my parents, her wisdom and counsel over the years have been absolutely invaluable to me. Isabel, my youngest, bears um, her name, Isabel Helen Dolphin. We think a lot of her. And I've seen her bury two husbands. And through that determination and her faith, she has shown me how to still honour God in all that she has done. And recently, we were on a family holiday with um, my brother and his wife, our families, my parents, and my aunt was there. And we were just chatting, as you do when you're on a holiday, about stories and bits and pieces. And she said about... I said to her, back in the 80s, I remember you and Rodney had this fish and chip shop in the Port Mall. And she said, oh, yeah, that was an interesting time. She said, Rodney was on staff with Hebron, as it was back then, and there was a few pastors, but they'd, they'd had a bit of a rough time, actually, with their, their finances. So it was decided that one of them needed to try and get some external work and, and actually step out of the ministry just for a bit on the paid side of things and go into this. So Rod and Helen bought a fish and chip shop in the Port Mall, the Port Canal, which it is now. And um, two weeks later, though, one of the other pastors got an opportunity to go um, work full-time in another church. So Rodney came straight back into ministry here and Helen was stuck running a fish and chip shop. So my note to all the women who are married to pastors here or connections, if your husband or partner says we're getting a fish and chip shop, I'd be very concerned about now. <laughs> but she's a powerful woman and has great strength. And then there's my own house, a house full of women. <laughs> I am greatly outnumbered in my home, I must admit, to the point that about three years ago, we, we built a home and we put a pool in and um, the we decided to get one of those electric pool cleaners that run around your pool and do all the work. The kids decided we're going to name this, this pool cleaner, and they named it Gerald, so I would have a friend. <laughs> My only other guy in our house is a pool cleaner, and I'm telling you, he does not talk back. Um, but this is what I'm having to deal with in my home. Um, it's an interesting place at times. Five women. I grew up with a brother. My brother and I, Grant, that's it. Some of the conversations I'd never heard of till you've got six, uh, sorry, five women in our home. But my wife is an amazing role model to my daughters. She's an incredible person. Resilient, hardworking, determined. A love for people and a love for the Lord. And in my girls, I see all these strengths from Vanessa in each of them. In ways, some are stronger than others and different areas for each of them. But I also see the strengths and traits in them from my mother, my grandmother, and my aunt also. These aspects have, I've felt, have flowed through the generations. And that's why I've named this sermon Generations. There's other people here that have crossed our paths as a family, people at this church, um, that have impacted as I reflected on today. And as I continue to reflect on today, and I was thinking about what to talk about, just briefly because we've got families to go to and things to do. I was thinking about the letter that Paul wrote to Timothy, one of the last letters that Paul actually talked about and actually sent to Timothy. And it says in Timothy 2, it says, I remember you in my prayers night and day, greatly desiring to see you, being mindful of your tears, that I may be filled with joy. 
when I call into remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which, first in, uh, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois, your mother Eunice, and I am now persuaded is also in you. See, there's a recognition by Paul that this faith in Timothy has been present in him, but has also been back before as well, and in the generations that have led up to him coming into being. Let's be clear. You are not saved through your faith, through your family. You're saved through Jesus Christ, his work on the cross, and your acknowledgement of this. But Paul could clearly see that Timothy's faith had something that was running through the family lineage and was also a third-generation Christian, which Timothy was. And you might say today, well, that's all well and good, Andre, but I'm the first person and no one else has been a Christian in my family before. And this could be true, and maybe this is you today, but someone has to be the first Someone has to say, I will make a stand and I will be that person. I will be the number one person in my family that will then allow that to flow through to the next generation. And maybe today you don't even really know Jesus and the price he's paid to have relationship with you today. But you could be the mother and you could be the grandmother or the aunt of the next generation. And it doesn't have to be blood. As I said, there's been people at this church that have greatly influenced myself, my wife, our daughters, our family. And those people are paying that forward and helping us into relationship with Jesus Christ. So you could be the person that could be the start of the next generation. And I like what Paul says after reminding him of this generational faith that has been evident in Timothy's life. And it goes on to say, Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Timothy, you see, was running a church and he was very doubtful about how this was going to go and am I going to be able to make this work? Is this going to be okay? So Paul's final letter was to him, was one of great encouragement. And I know that at times we all have doubts. Do I really measure up? Am I doing, enough, doing a good enough job? And that's as a, a husband and as a wife to your children, to your friends, to anything you put your hand to. I think we all have those moments. But I also truly believe, and I've thought this for many, many years now, that God has gifted each one of us. And we need reminding of those gifts often. See, Paul reminds Timothy about who God is by his nature. And this is a great reminder, in fact, for all of us. It's something that we need to take hold of. You know, being a parent or an overseer or a friend, a mother, a father, an uncle, an aunt, whatever it is, it's challenging sometimes. It's daunting. And there's not a rule book. You know that, that song again. You know, you come home from, from hospital for the first time. It's you, your wife, and a little one. And that's pretty well weird. And you're left to try and work out, okay, what's next? What's the next steps? And that's a challenge. And that challenge doesn't go away over the journey. There's challenges all the time that present. But it isn't something to be fearful of. 
God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. But if we allow God's Holy Spirit to dwell in us, it will change us. And I want to just draw on three points that um, I want to take out of that, that we can, I think, learn, and if we impact and put that into our hearts and our minds, that, that will really help us moving forward. As, as women and as men of God, it will be a great thing. So when we allow the Holy Spirit into our lives, God's Holy Spirit will give us power. In Ephesians it says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be the glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. There is power that works within us when we allow the Holy Spirit to dwell within. It's there. It's evident. It's not just a one-off event either. That power can flow down from generation to generation if we allow the Holy Spirit into our churches, into our family life, into our friendships. That can be evident and passed on through those generations. God's Holy Spirit will help us to love others. In Galatians it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. When we allow the Holy Spirit of God to reside, the fruits of the Spirit are evident. And one of them is love, if we allow that to take place. And in Romans it says, For we know how dearly God loves us, because He has given us His Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with love. You know, sometimes it's not straightforward to love other people. Believe it or not, we all rub each other up the wrong way from time to time. And that's what's going to happen. But if we allow that Holy Spirit to dwell and to just allow that peace and calmness to take place, we can see people in God's nature because we're created in His image. And in Genesis it says, in the image of God, He made us and He called us into being. So when people are rubbing us up the wrong way, I quite often think, okay, this person is made in God's image. He's the same or she's the same as me. And God's Spirit dwells within them. So we need to remind ourselves about that, helping us to love one another and see one another as God sees us, which is perfect and complete. And lastly, the last point is that when we have God's Holy Spirit in us, it will give us a sound mind. I like this story when um, Peter and John are brought before the Sanhedrin. They're asked to give an account to these stories that they're giving all over the place in Samaria about this God and this Jesus and the impact he's had. And it says in verse 13, it says, The members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, for they could see that they were ordinary men with no special training in their scriptures. They recognised them as men who had been with Jesus. You know, this reminds us to both reinforce the power of the Holy Spirit that's there, but it also helps us to remember that when the Holy Spirit is activated in our lives, there's a peace and poise that can only come through Him being there. Sometimes we need to allow the Holy Spirit to guide us. See, in the national, in the natural, we can be quite irrational people at times if we're not allowing the Holy Spirit to guide us. Or maybe it's just me. But COVID, I think, hasn't helped a lot of people. And I think it's brought that mental health side to the fore. 
with people that uncertainty, what's happening, what's next, I'm not in control, someone else is doing the rules, I'm being asked to do this, I'm being asked to do that, it creates that uncertainty. But I just think we need to rely on the Holy Spirit more than ever. More than ever, we need the Holy Spirit to just indwell us, to allow us that peace and that certainty that comes. So I'm going to encourage both men and women today with that. When I think about the women that have influenced my life, they have given me confidence and power when fear was present. They have loved me unconditionally and they have supported me when I felt out of control. And the common theme that has run through all of these women is Christ and the Holy Spirit working in their lives. It has been undeniably central. It has underpinned every aspect of who they are. They've greatly influenced me and my journey thus far. You can be the same influence today on those around you. You can be the mother, the aunt, the friend that brings encouragement in someone's faith. You can be the first of many that could see generations come to know Jesus Christ and his work through the power of the cross. I want to honour each woman today here and thank God for the influence you've had on our lives. Thank you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for the influence of women. We thank you for their love, care, devotion and sacrifice, Lord, to each one of us. Whether they have children or not, it's something in, inherent within their nature to give and sacrificially, Lord. And we know that's, that's part of you and it's part of your DNA. So we thank you, Lord, for the generous nature that exists. And we thank you, Lord, that we can all be an influence and we can all influence the next generation. And there's more generations to come, Lord, that need to know of your saving work and your grace. So I pray today, Lord, that each one of us allows the Holy Spirit to enter in and to take hold within our life, to give us power, to bring about love and to control our mind so that we can influence the next generation for Christ. And we thank you and we give you all the praise and the glory. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Port Life Church. If you have any questions, please email info at portlife.org.au. Have a great day.